Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Kamara. Welcome to the number one news source covering the only news that matters. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. At the news desk, I am Aaron Camaro, joined as always by my co-anchor, Chris Sinzak. How you doing? I'm ready to bring the news. Yeah, we have... Uh greatest news in the world with some uh, special guests today. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to break it all down for you. You're going to feel all caught up. Everything's going to be good in the world. But before we get to all that, you know us. we got to take care of our business. And what's our business? It's reviews, baby. We need them. You can give them to us. And we've got a couple of them right here that are pretty sweet. This first one comes to us. It's an Apple podcast review, and it's entitled Greatness. Oh, I like where this is going already. Comes to us from Dead Flowers, and it goes a little something like this. This is the greatest podcast in the world. I agree. Wow. The world. If you like rock or metal, you will dig this. In fact, if you don't even like music at all, you will dig it, because it's just that good. So go ahead and hit subscribe and treat yourself to some podcast goodness. Thank you, Dead Flowers. Nice. That's a hell of a review. In the world. One said we were the greatest in the universe. This one says we're the greatest in the world. So which is which is the accurate assessment? I'll take either one. Either one works. Either one's good for me. Hey, look at this. It's a pod chaser review. I know. It's like, a, it's like seeing a unicorn. It's got five stars. Mm-hmm. They're pink. It's the <clears throat> real deal. Let's check it out. It goes like this. The Decibel Geek Podcast is nothing short of a blast. A fun-filled ride through rock and metal that dives deep into the knowledge of the music and its players that only Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro can deliver each week. They serve up interesting guests and fun-filled episodes. Recognition of the fans is also paramount. Weekly, they recognize the Geeks of the Week. Looking at you, Mooger Fooger. And they have even gone on to bring us the Rock and Pod Expo, a fun interactive experience with live performances and a chance to meet some talented and cool people. Be sure to listen. You will become a fan. Well, well, that's I, awesome. Yeah, that comes from my brother. So, oh, really? Yeah. How, I, much, I, how much do we owe him? Uh, that's between me and him. Oh, okay, nothing, good. Nothing good. to do with you. You cover the, the brotherly fee when yeah. it comes to leaving sweet reviews like that one. But yeah, he actually... Um, 
he's starting his own podcast soon also. Yeah? So we'll, I'll be updating people with Is that. Is it about Star Wars? Uh, in part. Yeah. Um, pop culture, Star okay, Wars, cool. a lot of different stuff. He's the perfect guy to do something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think I heard he just recently did an episode of uh, Damn Good Movie, Movie Memories with Brian Davis. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Got to check that out. Yeah. Eric Sinzak breaking into the podcast world. He's trying to usurp my popularity. <laughs> That's a callback from, what, over two years ago now. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Our other favorite people, of course, you know them. They're the geeks of the week. They're the people that go out and they share and retweet the episodes for us. We got some great ones from last week. A little more popular than I expected. I was scared it was going to be Bracket Brawl 2. Yeah, it was a it was a definitely a kind of a fish out of water experience yeah. for us, but I think it came off pretty good. People nice. seem to enjoy it. Good deal. Geeks of the week this week are Warren Edward Larue Baker, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Jason Smith, Greg Troyan, David Glenn, Jay Shablewski, Trevor McDougal, Wayne Cross, Joseph Capone, Mike Parnell, Sean Cullen, Adam Cox, Mark Alden Taylor, Freeform Rock Podcast, Shane Abair, Todd Cunningham, Scott Smith. Simon Cat, Mikhail Burrell, Andy LaFon, Nate Atchison, Aaron Baker, The Bakery Podcast, Kevin Williams, and In Obscuria Podcast, Bill Elam, Rodney Dixon, Kristen Schimbeck, Shea Hargett, Paul Korn, Greg McGlone, Chuck Noseworthy, and as always, The, the Mooger, Mooger Fooger. Fooger. That's right. Those are our people, right. our best friends of the whole damn world, our Geeks of the Week. They shared last week's episode, and you can become an Honorary Geek of the Week by sharing this week's episode as we bring you the new noise. Yes. So what volume is this? Number seven. Nice. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was one of those things where, like, there's been it's been quite a week for rock music news. So yeah. it, it seemed like a, as good a time as ever to do one of these. And uh, yeah, there's a lot to cover today. And also, um, recent transplant to Nashville from Philadelphia, I believe, Mr. Bay Ragney from Totally Driven Entertainment. Welcome, sir. Hey, thank you, guys. This is like such a friggin' honor. I'm so stoked. <laughs> and I feel like part of the Nashville family now. So this is going to be fun. Yeah, we're happy to have it's you. Your is, this like the, is this like the Nashville Rock and Roll Mafia? It is now, now that you guys are here. We're probably the poorest mafia there is, <laughs> but, but okay. I can, I can back that up for sure. <laughs> Yeah. And also on mic today, uh, Dave Tedder. And uh, Dave goes back in the music industry sometime working in the record business. And uh, can you give people an update on uh, on basically where you started and where you're at now? Hi. Hi. <laughs> That's a great summation, Dave. How you doing? Good. Um, yeah, no, I started out at Enigma Records back in 88. When I moved to L.A. from Germany, you know, we had Poison, we had Striper, we had The Replacements, we had... David Cassidy, you know, bands like that. Of course, you guys, your fans would know Poison and Striper. Of, of course. Most of the stuff we did, maybe Mass and some of them. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I've got Headburst Entertainment, PR company, management company, um, 20th Century Music, reissue company. We've done 14 albums in three years so far. We have two more coming out in January and about 10 more <laughs> in, like, various stages of completion. Right. And then... Parent company to that is Vanity Music Group, which is more of a modern rock type label. Yeah, and, so, and you're in town. What, what are you? Are you scouting somebody this week? We're, uh, I've got meetings. Um, one of my management clients, who I can't name yet, um, wanted me to put together a Boston tribute band. Oh wow! And he doesn't live here in Nashville, mm-hmm. but he said. Put it together in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, okay. <laughs> well, no shortage of players. Right? Yes, exactly. You pull off Boston tunes, you're in the right place because there's yep. all kinds of great musicians Ex- here. Exactly. In Music City. Yep. It was either here or Vegas. He lives closer to here, so 
Nice. Makes more sense to do it here. That's and, cool. Yeah. Well, every time Dave's in town, we usually get together for a beer, and he always regales me with hilarious stories of his time in music. So I figured he was coming into town. We were trying to figure out where to meet up. So I'm like, Aaron, why don't we just yeah. record with everybody? <laughs> so just work that way. And I know you guys will have opinions on all of these stories that we're going to cover today. So. I can't wait to talk about this stuff. Okay. <laughs> I'm never short of opinion. All right. Well, good. All right. So we ready to get Yeah. Going? What's our first news story? Uh, the first news story is Wendy Dio says a re-release of Black Sabbath, The Humanizer, is coming very soon. So is that something you can't get now? Is that out of print? or? I believe that there was a... Let me let's go through the story a little bit. So the Church of What's Happening Now with Joey Coco Diaz did a, an interview with her on whether Ronnie James Dio had an acrimonious relationship with Ozzy Osbourne, and you know, and she says no, not at all. Come on now. Well, I mean, at, <laughs> at some point there definitely was. I yeah. mean, I watched that video where remember back in the day when Ozzy had the little dwarf on stage. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes. And the dwarf named Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they hated each other. Yeah, yeah. let's not let's not yeah. you know come on. Yeah. And then did you um, – and of course, we'll, we'll touch on these news headlines and then we'll go off on tangents. But the, there's a video on YouTube of somebody that did an interview with Ronnie on his tour bus in the 90s. Did you see this interview? Because he, go, he goes through every single CD and talks about the, really? his, wow. his thoughts on – and this is right after he came off stage. I think it was around the time Angry Machines was out and he wasn't – in a happy mood that day, and boy, did he spell a lot of shit on this interview. Really, it's one of the best interviews I've ever seen with a rock star. After wow. you look that up, yeah. well, he uh, he doesn't have anything nice to say about Ozzy Osbourne in that interview. I'll tell you that. I mean, since he was such the nice guy, that's definitely something you have to. You, you have, have to, to see it. I'll put a link to it in the show notes for this episode because it's a it's a must watch for everybody. But um, but she said on uh, on Black Sabbath's 1992 album Dehumanizer. It's a very underrated album, and it's yeah. a great album. It came out in the 90s right when grunge hit, so everybody was now listening to grunge. Actually, we are re-releasing that very soon. Um, that's that's really, cool for people oh, that says. need it on LP because that really is a great album. Oh. That's really pretty underrated. In 2011, Universal Sanctuary released a deluxe edition of it. So I don't know if this is going to really be that much different or not. Yeah. Um, and I think our friend Victor actually was complaining about the idea that they're re-releasing this album because hmm. it's just like it what TV what else is there that good. you could put out with it but i think i heard ronnie i'm not uh, i think i heard something about tony iomi tony iomi is remixing forbidden yeah yeah like yes of all the black <laughs> sabbath albums to want to redo he wants to do that one. <laughs> yeah, he's all excited about it too no why <laughs> i don't get it <laughs> Huh? Maybe he wants yes, to. That's a pretty deep cut album that nobody really ever talks about. Except want, that that's the one that's got Ice, Ice T and uh, Ernie, Ernie C. Yeah, yeah. And, and Ernie. Yeah, yeah. That's a weird <clears throat> record. I don't know. I don't know why you would pick that one. But hmm. all right, Maybe he thinks he can save it. Thoughts on Dehumanizer? Are you guys fans of that album? <sighs> I like it. I think it's just packed full of great tracks that nobody ever goes to because it's Dehumanizer. You know? Yeah, I, I never, I never go to it. Yeah, it's kind of a forgotten record. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not a classic. It's not that piece of crap. Right. Um, it's kind of in the middle there where there's, if I remember, there's like uh, half the record's really great. Mm-hmm. The other half is, you know, makes a great EP. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I remember the video for, was it TV Crimes? Yep. I remember the video for that being on Headbangers Ball, but <laughs> that's really all I remember. I was even I was kind of checked out of that stuff by that point. I was I didn't really. Did you buy that record when it came out? Uh, not when it came out. No, no. I discovered that years later when I found it on CD and listened to it. I dig it. I, I think it was one of those even great stuff on there. Most metal fans were like, 
Black Sabbath put an album out? I didn't have no idea. <laughs> Certainly got no promotion. With Dio, you know? Yeah. yeah. They, that had been, a, been quite a while since Dio had done anything with those guys. Oh, and that, yeah. that tour bus interview, they get into the whole thing about the making of that record and then how it all fell apart right after because yeah. – the band wanted to open for Ozzy right. with Ronnie singing. Ronnie was like, oh, fuck that. Right. <laughs> I'm not doing yeah. that. And that's when Ronnie left the band <laughs> yeah. and Rob Halford Rob Halford did. Halford filled in. So it was yeah. Rob Halford singing with Sabbath, yeah. doing Sabbath tunes. Which is great. It's badass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the next story. I, I want to know real quick, yeah. though. Uh, what's your opinion on Wendy Dio? Like, com- like compare Wendy Dio to Sharon Osbourne. Like, mm. <laughs> Wendy Dio is much nicer if that tells you anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah, Wendy seems like a nicer person than yeah. Sharon. Sharon seems pretty nasty as a yeah. human. But um but I don't know. It's kind of questionable with some of the decisions Wendy makes. I mean it's well, there's clearly cash grab stuff going absolutely. on. Absolutely. Sharon is definitely more that uh, not definitely more, but more um business minded I guess like she yeah. does everything just for money oh yeah and Wendy does it with her heart yeah so I mean an outsider looking in here I truly want to respect your opinion do you really feel it's that do you I think, think so yeah truly from the heart yeah she does some really stupid things that, that she thinks will succeed because it's whatever it might be okay mm-hmm. she's not thinking okay this is going to make us a million dollars she's like this will do well because I think it's great yeah so, do we think she was smart to do the hologram? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck do you think it was a cash no. grab? See, that's what I, th- I think that yes. whole thing was just a cash grab. Totally. But I've heard interviews where, there, where she does genuinely sound like she's wanting to do this for people that never got to see him live. Like and she, that's, she seems that's sincere she in her heart. desire to do that's that. That's with her heart, right there. So I, because I mean, when I first saw the announcement, I'm like, oh, this nope. is ridiculous. Yeah. Nope. But the, <clears throat> when I've heard her talk a couple of times on other podcasts about it, I'm like, yeah, she does sound like her heart's in the right place with this. So, because I know they can't be making that much money off of that. I, I'm sure I the technology costs a, for, a fortune yeah. just to start it up. Yeah. yeah. And they're only playing in little clubs. Yeah. And I think I heard Ralph, or Ralph went to see it in Florida, and he said the club wasn't even full. Yeah. So I don't know that it's making yeah, any money. Go. Because they have to re- employ the the band and every, you know Craig Goldie's mm-hmm. out there playing and yeah. right you know so it can't be a much of a money maker I, I would imagine yeah the world's not ready for holograms yet nah I'm ready for a Paul Stanley hologram that can sing <laughs> <laughs> well if it could sing it wouldn't be a, a hologram that would it that's true it wouldn't be a true hologram we'll, we'll get we'll get to kiss later uh, yeah I guess the tapes are already being used so what's the difference. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, one of the other big stories this week uh, was the Black Crows announcing a big uh, reunion. But even though the reunion is really just between the Robinson brothers, yeah, right. and this uh, this headline kind of made me laugh or made me initially think of a sarcastic joke. It says, "The Black Crows, Rich Robinson, on reconnecting with brother Chris. Family is more important than anything else. Take out the word family and insert money, and I think you'll have the the real yeah. reason all this is going on." Uh, is anyone excited about seeing the Black Crows brothers play together again without the other guys? Nope. No. I'm not a big Black Crows person at Black all. Crows yeah. Fan. I mean, I liked yeah. the band, but yeah. I never saw them back then. To me, they were a B-rate version of the Choir Boys. Hmm. Both came out around the same time. Yeah. The Black Crows exploded over here. Sure. Mm-hmm. The Choir Boys got left in the dust. Right. And not really the other way around over there. I mean, the Choir Boys were I don't, really big in England. Yeah, but, but I don't... The Black Crows kind of were, too. I don't remember anything from the Choir Boys that, like, radio-wise, was as strong yeah. as anything the Black Crows did. Yeah. yeah. But that here. entire first yeah. record was phenomenal. Yeah. But they didn't have it too hard to handle. They didn't have... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, angels. Right. She, 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 she talks to angels. angels. Yeah. yeah. They didn't have those. No. Right. 
but that was it. They had the, yeah. the other single, whatever the third one was. I can't remember the name. Also a really good song. Jealous Again? That's it, Jealous Again. Yeah. 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 Also a really good song. Really yeah. good song. Yeah. So the Choir Boys didn't have anything that strong as right. those three songs, but those two albums side by side, Choir Boys by I'm, 500 Miles. I'm listening to the uh, the audio version of Steve Gorman's autobiography that just came out, the drummer from The Crows. Yep. And he mentions that, he's like, when we started out, that's who we got compared to all the time was the London Choir Boys. Wow. I mean, yeah. And I, he's like, but we never, he's like, we never thought we were the same. But yeah. Huh. I, wow, okay. I, I thought it was just like a select... He said that's people that were so into the scene, so to speak. That, that was the that was the band name that would come up all the time when they were starting out. Was you, yeah. you guys sound like the London Choir Boys? They should have fucking toured together. <laughs> yeah, well, and there's some funny stories in this book about you know they got put on a lot of hair band tours during this time because yeah. that was what was big. Right. And they were blues band. and they hated all those bands. Like they they did a tour with uh, was it? What did I, I told you about this the other day? Uh, Dogs de More in England and. He said it, they just couldn't stand them, and neither, neither band liked each other. And right. the, the Dogs to Mar, I guess, were headlining like theaters. Personally, couldn't stand each other. Yes, or just musically, both. both. Yeah, they didn't like. Not, none of them got along. Yeah, and the Dogs to Mar fans were not fans of the Black Crows. Yeah. Like booed them off stage every night. Right. Yeah, and they they were in the in the dressing room before one of the shows, and um, the bass player for Dogs to Mar walks in with a bottle of Jack Daniels, and you know he's got his hair all teased out and everything. He stares at him and kind of laughs at them, takes a big swig off his whiskey bottle and then walks out and like he was thinking he was intimidating the band. And right, right. He said the minute he walked out the door, the whole room just burst into laughing. laughing. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, what the fuck yeah. ever, dude? <laughs> you know? I'll take the Dynamite Jet Saloon, though, over to Black Crows any day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the choir boys, though, were more comfortable with bands like that. Mm-hmm. Like they were friends with the yeah. Dogs Demore. They were friends with Marionette. Mm-hmm. Um, they were friends with my guys and Tiger Tails, like, mm-hmm. except right. for Steve and Phil, of course. But uh, Nigel, of course, they used to beat each other up. But they were they fit into that hair band. I hate that term. Yeah. The glam category, even though they weren't a glam band. Yeah. Um, and they didn't really, you know, they didn't really fit in with the, the blues guys. So... Yeah, it's kind of like a Rolling Stones type, mm-hmm. you know, or Hanoi Rocks feel, I guess you could yeah, say. fronted by Rod Stewart. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. We had David Hudson on from State of Amorca, and we did a whole Black Crows episode. I've, I've learned to appreciate their stuff a little bit more from that. Yeah, for sure. But um, but again, I think you're right. If you're saying it's it's all about the money, it's not about the family, because when you're with a band like that for that many years – yeah. That kind of becomes the family, you know, right. especially mm-hmm. in the context of this, the band. So if it really is about family and it's not about money, then you get the original members back right. yeah. and give you them do. their fair cut. Yeah. This is yeah. the two guys trying to keep all the money for themselves. Absolutely. We just get a couple of players, yeah. we can pay them a lot more than paying the real deal. Yeah. Well, so. and, and that's actually on a much smaller scale. I'm not going to name bands because I'll get emails all fucking day from people. But, <laughs> oh, come on. I need a blabbermouth. You were the guy to do it to That's us. why you're here. <laughs> but they, uh, you know, that's going to be on a much more grand scale, of course. They're playing right. theaters and stuff. But a lot of these bands from L.A. back in the 80s, Bands that are around today are just the singer and three friends that you can pay a hundred dollars. Sure, to. right? They're they're making fifteen hundred or two grand on a gig. Right. Well, these three guys are getting a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the rest of it because mm-hmm. I'm 
whatever I, the drummer, the singer, whatever I was. Right. Right. And I'm the original guy. I'm what they're coming for. Yeah. So you guys could wash dishes this weekend. Mm-hmm. Or go back to washing dishes this weekend. Right. Or join me on the road for the next two weeks. What right. What do you want to do? You're yeah. getting paid the same amount either way. Well, and, and listening to this audio, but good God, what one of the most dysfunctional bands of all time, like knock down, drag out fights on a regular basis through their whole career, mostly between the brothers, which yeah. tells you they must be getting paid a fucking a hell fortune of a lot to do of money. this tour. Yeah. And we'll, it's like Oasis. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if they survive it because like even the money may not be enough to keep those two together. Yeah. I was honestly shocked when the news came out the other day about it. I was yeah. like, whoa. And because you heard so much bad blood and bad mm-hmm. things said between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And, and then right away you think to yourself, what is it? 30 years. Cash yeah. grab. It's like fences mended or is money needed? It's money needed. Yeah. For sure. You know? But I would, hi- I, my wife still wants to go. So I may end up having to get tickets to it. She's like, I want to go see it. I'm like, it's just the two guys. I don't care. I just want to hear the songs. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Here, here's a CD. <laughs> uh, yeah, here's an album. YouTube. Uh, Let's see. There's probably a concert from 93. Yeah, there's one right there. All the original members. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see. I will. Yeah, highly recommend Steve Gorman's book, though. It's it's yeah. loaded yeah. with great stories. Yeah. Really, and if you're a Black Girls really fan, do you just talk to yeah. Gorman on his show? So yeah, big headlines from that one. For it, yeah. Yep. All right. So next story. I know we all have a vested interest in this band. Motley Crue fuels reunion rumors by promoting an online petition. Oh. <laughs> how can they, they do that when they already made such a big deal about there's going to be no more? They signed a contract, guys. That's right in front of everyone. They can't do this. Contracts Outrage. mean nothing. Trust exactly. me on that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's go through the story a little bit. Molly Cruz fueled rumors of a possible reunion by promoting an online petition asking the group to come back. In 2015, they completed the final tour, closing the book on the band's iconic career after performing a total of 164 shows in 72 markets, grossing over $100 million. Jesus. To cement the legacy of the finale, four members signed a cessation of touring contract that prevents any of them performing under the crew name in the future. On Friday, Motley's official Twitter account shared a link to to a change.org petition started by Motley Man and included the following brief message. This is interesting. And the petition, which was launched four days ago, Motley Man writes after the after breaking the Motley Man. Straight face. Uh, it's like the worst superhero of all time. Uh, after <laughs> does nothing, he shows up and causes more problems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what they usually do. Okay. The ability to drink to excess. Uh, uh, after breaking the replay button on the Dirt film, it is clear to me that the only way to fulfill my urge for the crew is for you guys to get back on the road i know it's not just me with this opinion your movie has once again put you in the spotlight and blah 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 blah. so they shared the link to this and suddenly that means that there's a reunion but there's also a rumor going around that uh that there's a motley crew poison and def leopard tour being put together i don't think it's happening no i i don't think those guys are ever going to tour again i this is just wishful thinking on some people's part i don't i don't see motley ever getting back together brett michaels is motley man I think it's going to happen. You do? I really do. I don't think so. I really do. I think you're one in four here. I, you know what? Like, there's the rumor. There was the rumor the other day that like $150 million was offered to them. Yeah. If that money's being offered to them, do you think they're turning it down? 
No. They're definitely not, but I don't, I don't think it's actually being offered. I mean, someone on well, Facebook that, posted Yeah, Vince it. had to lose like 40 pounds well, and that probably too. had to go to yeah, rehab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just yeah. Seen And Vince properly, went ballistic when he heard that's about that's this. That's never going to happen, first off. Um, I mean, this, he, hopefully he loses the weight for yeah. his health. Well, but the too. singing properly will never happen because why? He never it could. Never, <laughs> exactly. He never could. Like, you go back to the Shout of the Devil tour, which is the one that everybody saw them on. He never sang every fucking song. Yeah. Right. He would sing two lines. Mm-hmm. You would sing the rest. He would sing – they would do the chorus. Yeah. And that's how every that's, – that's his charisma, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what made him Vince. The other thing somebody posted on – like shared a thing on Facebook the other day that said Vince is tweeting that it's all BS. Yeah. Like, I'm not fighting with Tommy. We're not doing this thing yeah. with Poison. Who's the other band? Death yeah, Leopard. I already forgot. Um, you don't believe what you read. But then again, somebody else said that Nikki, fueling everything, yeah. said, you know, things like crypt- encrypted messages or cryptic messages. Right. right. You know, making you think that it's happening. N- Nikki because and Tommy have been pretty Nikki quiet. Does. Yeah, but Nikki and Tommy have been pretty quiet over this whole thing, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he does little yeah. things like that, though. He always has. Yeah. Even back in print magazines. Yeah. You know, I take he would back say. Everything I ever said about poison. Right, exactly. I love Bobby. I love him. He's my best friend. Yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Motley's made kind of a career out of dogging poison. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. It'd be odd to see them on the road together. But also, I don't think that it's a stadium tour. It's no, not, not going to sell stadium. It's not a stadium no, tour. No. It wouldn't be that big a deal. The tickets would be no. $500 each. Yeah. <laughs> because it all, you know, what, what are the guarantees? Got to yeah. be insane. This, this For those three over, bands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're not, it's not 1990. They're not the biggest bands in the world anymore. Mm. They're not going to fill stadiums. That's 40,000 plus people a night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. If they did four shows, uh, California, Florida, New York, Chicago, yeah. uh, Illinois. Do four mm. giant shows. Do four things. Yeah. Do um, it, It's going to be a, a carnival atmosphere anyway. So do the whole yeah. Lollapalooza mm. um, thingy, you know, the, the right. vendors and shit. Charge a ton of money and do it, mm-hmm. but they're not going to be able to fill stadiums, arenas. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. every you know four nights a week, it ain't going to happen. It's just not going to. Yeah, especially when a again they're not the biggest bands in the world anymore, right. and b the tickets will be five hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when somebody looks at spending that kind of money to go to a show. I mean, it's almost got to be something spectacular. Yeah, yeah. And sorry, guys, I love all three bands. That's not yeah. spectacular. Ain't spectacular. Which band do you think would truly be the best band, performance-wise? Well, Def Leppard, but Def that, that would be like, because of the tape. By so. 6,000 miles. But they have tape backing vocals. Yeah. I mean, and even Joe's. Well, they all Joe's vocals. voice is shot, though. Yeah, it's been a shot for a Well, that's one thing. Yeah. Like, Def, yeah. like, Brett Michaels has never been a great singer, but at least no. he's still act- out there genuinely doing it. Yeah. You know, I'll give yeah. him credit for that. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't use tapes. You know, and it's always funny that Motley Crue use tapes for everything but the vocals. And what what do they need tapes for? The <laughs> the vocals. If I'm the sound man, I'm like, there's something wrong with this picture. <laughs> like I heard Nikki doesn't even play bass live anymore. It's all tape. I heard that too. But yeah. And how hard is it to play Motley Crue bass lines? Come on. Not exactly. Uh, <laughs> He'd be like the dude yeah, from he, DAD, just two strings. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, exactly. With a helmet two, that shoots two fire strings. And, <laughs> two strings and four notes. <laughs> oh, man. So who would buy a ticket to that tour? Nope. I mean, I would, but it would have to be pretty affordable. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely would. 
Yeah, twenty bucks. I'm there. I'm what, there. Yeah, would it, what, would it appear on Groupon? <laughs> right, Groupon. It would most assuredly appear on Groupon. 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 Oh, that's, nobody's going to top that one. Again. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going home. Oh, that was good. We're done. I'm out. Oh, I quit. Man. Quit. I'm ahead. Okay. So, uh, next story, Eddie Van Halen photographed at spinal neurosurgeon's office. I heard that one. And, uh, yeah, Eddie Van Halen was recently photographed with Dr. Todd Landman in Beverly Hills. Landman, one of the world's chief spinal neurosurgeons, shared the picture on social media, writing, great seeing Eddie Van Halen in my office yesterday. Landman, who did not disclose the reason for Eddie's visit, has become one of the world's leading innovators in spine surgery and motion preservation. Interesting, and the, uh, the have you guys seen the photo that went along with this? Mm-hmm. The, the photo of Eddie, like his uh, his face is very swollen. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got what you call moon faces, and a lot of people yeah. seem to think that he's on prednisone or something along like a steroid that's causing his face to swell up. I don't know why he'd be at a spinal neurosurgeon thing, but uh, his face being swollen scares me because there's been those rumors about the tongue cancer coming yeah. back, and that could be also from tumors yeah. and forgetting chemo on your mouth so i don't know what do we think about uh, eddie van halen do we think the the rumors are true or do you think this is overblown i think we all pull everything we've got and figure out a way if there is an immortality spell that we use it on eddie van halen i mean i think that's clearly the obvious choice it's a good start for sure yeah uh, really got yeah. him right up there i mean maybe not i'm not wasting it on that on eddie van halen disagrees with eddie you. or your yeah. grandmother either way or ozzy or somebody <laughs> yeah. i don't know ozzy gets it before eddie well, but yeah. it's just sad because it's, it's you know everybody's getting older all our favorite rock stars i mean yeah eventually i mean we're already living in a world without lemmy we're mm-hmm. living in a world without ronnie james dio you know the list goes on and on yeah and on and on and every day we get older, we're losing more of our legends. Yeah. There yeah. ain't a damn thing we can do about it. Nope. Dude, those it. words hurt. A world without Lemmy. Yeah. That hurt. Right. Like the reality of that, that hurts. Yeah. 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 I mean, I wasn't even really a big Motorhead fan, but I mean, he's Lemmy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Everyone yeah. respected him. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't, I can't think, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say anything negative about Lemmy ever, mm-hmm. no, no matter no. who it was. Um, I don't know, Dave, did you ever have any run-ins with Eddie Van Halen over the years? Never. No? Not even one. Hmm. Which is, and none of those guys, actually. Oh, really? No, I'm they all seem it. to stay to themselves pretty, yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't know. I don't We'll see what happens. Um, you know, hopefully he's he's okay. He don't look yeah. good. I mean, even like his skin, like his, his, the color of his skin, he doesn't have it. It don't look good at all. No. It looks kind of, I don't know he if it's jaundice good. or something, like the gray, just something don't look good at all. And and like you're saying, like uh, the puffiness, like I, like I was on prednisone for six months at one point and it's, it's just, it's no good. I was on it for a while too. Yeah. And it's bad stuff. Yeah. 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 They yanked me off as, as soon as they could. So yeah. One of those meds that kind of has to fuck you up to fix what's wrong with you, yep. I guess. And, um, it fucks you up even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, so sending out good thoughts to Eddie. I hope he's okay. But uh, that's going to be a sad day when, when, when we lose him. Yeah. Um, yep. Here's an interesting story, certainly not on the same level as Eddie Van Halen, but uh, Bang Tango's original <laughs> lineup is going to reunite for select shows in 2020. Thoughts on this one? See, that's about the music, and that's about the family. Yeah. That's not about They're not the money. making money. They're no. not making money. No, no. Yeah. So they're no. getting all the original members together. Just a quick throwback to a few minutes ago when I was talking about, you know, I'm in the band, I'm the recognized name, and you three guys can go along with me. Yeah. 
that's who I was referring to. Oh, Joe, that's one Joe of the bands. Yeah. One of the bands I was referring to. It's Joe and Hey Tommy. What are you doing next weekend? You know, yeah. next month. I mean, right. you know, and that's one of the bands. So they were. I saw them like I think right after they got their deal. I moved to LA in '88, mm-hmm. so it was, I think it was right before, right after they got their deal. I think it was right after, and they were fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't a big fan of what they were like the alternative metal. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, but they floored me. Yeah, I saw them like four times before they took off. You know, mm-hmm. and then like Joe's, a, well, depending on what day of the week it is, he's a really good guy. Mm-hmm. But he's just, I think he's just damaged the brand, so to speak, over the past fifteen twenty years. Yeah, by calling whoever's around. Yeah, and taking them out. Um, I mean, I've had good friends playing in Bang Tango. Our buddy, like our buddy uh, Drew Fortier. Played with yeah. yeah, Anthony Fox has played there. Yeah. I've had other other friends in the band, and they're great musicians. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it's not like those five guys had a chemistry. Yeah, and were they the biggest band? Were they even close? No, but they delivered. Yeah, and they delivered hard. And with anybody, I mean, you can replace Kyle, one of the Kyles or whatever. Um, Not Kyle, Kyle. You can't. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Right, yeah. yeah, he was a big did. part of that. Band. Exactly. Yeah. No, I was going to. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're totally right there. Kyle, Kyle should not have ever been replaced. But, you know, you've, you've, whoever you replace is not going to be the same. Yeah. And it never was. Like I saw them probably half dozen times with, you know, whoever's in the band. And I walked out every time. I'll tell you what. I saw them like two months ago before I moved here from Philly. And uh, I was actually pretty surprised. They were really good. And Joe sounded really good, which I was even more surprised. Mm-hmm. Supposedly he's been like sober for like a year or yeah. two now. I mean, he's always been pretty good, whether he's wasted or not, um, when I've seen him. But this it's just like the chemistry wasn't there for me. Right. So I, you know, I, I would bail like the full song every time. I saw them open for... Was it Faster Pussycat a few months ago? That's when I saw. Yeah, and they. Uh, I I had the opposite experience. I thought they were really. Terrible. See, I, I I was surprised, but both bands and and it was a Monday night, the, which even more surprising. Like especially for Philly, the place was packed on a Monday night, and both bands were really good. Like I I planned to leave, and I got sucked in. I was like, wow, they both bands sounded awesome. I was surprised. That's good. Yeah, real good. Very rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, even Tammy, like I mean, with with Pussycats, sounded really. I was shocked. I've seen them a number of times. Ever, they're always good. To, I mean, uh, they, you know what you're getting whenever you go to see Faster Pussycats. Yeah. It's going to be the same show every time, but it, but it's always entertaining. I mean, I've never seen them do a bad set. Mm. I'm sure they have, but you know, I don't know. Bang Tango, I don't know. I could kind of take them or leave them. I'm just. Someone like you, I remember with the video, who could forget all the neon lines yeah. and stuff on the video? I think that yeah. was a, it was a definitely a striking video, but like yep. it was like, oh, there's Bang Tango, and see you later. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty much what it was. Gone, They're here yeah. and gone, like, like later today. Well, Drew did a, a lot of bands have you, like that back then. Have, yeah. you, have you guys seen Drew's documentary about them? Yes. Yeah. It's actually really well it's good. done. Yeah, they did a great job. It, with and that. you can watch it for free on YouTube. But yeah. Uh, boy, yeah, they duck a band. It's one of those. So, there's so many of these bands that. Especially if you watch that documentary, you'd be like, why the fuck are you guys still trying to do this? Because yeah. there's like, especially That's through the 90s and early 2000s, it's like, no one's listening. I, I have the answer to that. And I and it like hit me one day, uh, probably about 15, 20 years ago, sitting in a club in Philly one night, seeing whatever band it was. And I turn to my buddy and I'm like, I get it now. This is their fucking job. Mm-hmm. They don't know nothing That's else. They know how to yeah. do. It, this, this is their, the reality of life. This is their job, and it's not even about like now. It's just about we have to go out and get in a van and like 
fucking do this to pay our bills. Yeah. Right. Because otherwise they will be working in fucking Starbucks or something. Yeah, you know? and, and you know, or driving uh, Lyft like me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> what are you doing for a living? Um, and I, I think VH1. Uh, what were they? Uh, the duck. The whatever Bands happened to United? No, no. no. Um, Behind the music. Behind, Behind the music. Yes. Yeah. I think they were responsible for bands actually doing what they're doing now. I have yeah. to do music. Sure. Because they did the one with Kicks. Mm-hmm. And they showed, and nothing against it at all. Yeah. Know? Brian Forsyth fucking yeah. painting. Why is a kicks guitarist painting houses? Yeah. Because he has to fucking earn money. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with painting a house. Not at all. But it put a shade on that whole. That's yeah. true. I was a rock star once. Now right. I'm painting right. houses. Oh my God. No, but, dude. But That's even like. I mean, I'm sure you guys know this too, and Dave, you know, from, from being in it. Like, how many people have you guys interviewed where in the reality of of this is most of the people in the music business have day jobs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or they're, they're going out on the road and they have some type of computer job or some type of design job, and they're they're in a van or on a tour bus, and they're working while they're on the road. Oh, yeah. That's where they're actually making their money from. That's not like from doing music at all. Nope. Right. We talked to a guy that was somebody that when we were younger, Chris and I both, he was the lead singer of a band that we owned the CDs of, you know, when we were kids. And talking to him about transitioning into the office life, you know, and mm. what a trip that is to go from being the lead singer of a hot young rock band to now all these years later, you've got to supplement that income because yeah. you're not touring. You know, you're not making right. all that money. You're out doing shots on the weekends. Right. But you got to pay the bills. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and that's got to be a tough transition. Yeah. You know, he's got to make money. Yeah, right? sure. You've got a family to support. You've got yourself mm-hmm. to support. Yeah. You've got to do something. You, mm-hmm. know? you can't just, you know. Well, you can't live off the royalties anymore because there are none. There are none. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> well, let me go off on a tangent real quick with you. Like, you're still doing the record business. I mean, this has got to be. I'm trying to get out. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, it's got to be. I just want to paint houses. To go, but like to, to go from 1988 at Enigma to now, I mean, it's much different. I mean, oh god, <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different world. Yeah, um, I mean, I was talking with a friend last night about um, there's some video came on like a, a an ad or something, and the song used was "Every Rose Has Its Thorn" mm-hmm. from Poison, which I. Fucking hate that Me song too. anymore. I can't stand it. You've anymore. heard it a few times. I've heard I guess. it. I mean, I, I could, I could hear. Just switching subjects slightly, I can hear you shoot me all night long, every fucking day for the rest of my life, and not get tired of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, it's a great song. Every rose though comes on immediately. Turn this. I never liked that song. No. It always well, irked me for some reason. I'm getting like to this. With I that, like it was our thing. only number I one I do, too. Single. <laughs> yeah. The only number one single we had at Enigma. It was a big song. And Bill and Wes, the two brothers that owned the company, threw the party to end all parties for that, for that record, for, for the charting position. What did we do? Two million, rec- two million copies of the single? Right. Um, wow. You know, and, and of course we charted at number one. Mm-hmm. You can now chart on Billboard if you sell 300 right. fucking CDs a week. Oh, yeah. I've had so many bands chart on Billboard mm-hmm. and we always black out the numbers old, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it looks so bad. Yeah. But hey, we have a charting single or a charting album. Don't take that much anymore. No. Three hundred, and it's is it still trending just downward? Down. Down? It's still it's yeah. at no 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 little no rise. Swing. I mean, it, 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 you know, hills and valleys, but the hills are very tiny. <laughs> so the four of us should throw something together, really just shitty, yep, and throw it against the wall, and you know, get all of our friends and family to buy it, and yes. end up on Billboard. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
acapella version. Yeah. See, Gene Simmons, Rock isn't dead. Rock isn't dead. It's just... We sold 300 know. copies. It's in pain. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a broken knee. It's <laughs> on life support. Yeah. Oh, man. So, Bang Tango, we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, that, yeah. I, purely a passion project because they're not... Now, where do you think they're going to play? I mean, they'll play a club tour, probably yeah. with, with probably. Do you, a you think they'll do an actual here. tour, or you think they'll just do if they do a, a tour, couple shows in L.A., Vegas, and that's it? It'll no, be like a Faster Pussycat or yeah. uh, L.A. Guns type tour, I'm sure, yep, like exactly. a co-headliner. Yep, depends on how much vacation they have built up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's yeah. true. That's yeah, good. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, yeah, they all have jobs. They're all painting houses. Yeah. Yeah. Mark um, Knight, you're going to finish painting that house before we go on the road, Dan. Brian Forsyth, I'm sorry I brought that up. <laughs> well, wait, wasn't he doing billboards or was he painting houses? Who was the one doing Bill, billboards? Billboards. billboards. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had it wrong. Oh, that's okay. There's somebody else painting houses, though. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of guys painting yes. houses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, pay them bills. Yep. All right, so. Uh, nothing wrong with it. So, next story Ozzy Osbourne to be joined by Marilyn Manson for rescheduled 2020 North American tour dates. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I have no opinion on that. I mean, no opinion. I like both. I don't love both. I used to love Ozzy. But I love that he's calling it No More Tours. No more two. Tours. Two, yeah. <laughs> two or <laughs> 14. <laughs> I think it's No More Tours 14. Yeah. Maybe 27. Man, I haven't, I don't know, man. I haven't really gotten into Marilyn Manson in a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. I like him. Hey, I like I Manson. Know, I've seen them and they were I freaking really love good. Marilyn Manson yeah. back I then. saw him last summer with a zombie and it was, it was, he was horrible. Oh, really? Yeah, he sounded yeah. so bad. It was just bad. It was bad. I've heard that he's gotten really bad off yeah. of drugs. Well, I picked up his last album thinking, you know, it's Marilyn. The album was good. I didn't like it. You know, like it? I didn't care for the album. I don't. I have always everything he's done. I've always liked. I didn't think that were that great. I always go back to, you know, the Mechanical Animals album. Yeah, phenomenal fucking album. Love that album. Groundbreaking album. Yeah, and even the one before that, the Antichrist Superstar. Yeah, oh yeah. And then a few albums after that were pretty good, and then it just kind of dropped off for me. See, he doesn't. Doesn't seem to rock as hard as he used to. Doesn't bring in the guitars as much. I don't right. think. You know, he's trying to be avant garde. I guess. Yeah, artsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember reading his autobiography. It was called "The Long Hard Road Out of Hell." Yeah, reading the whole thing, going, "Wow, he's got a what a fucked up life he's lived," and then finding out later it's all bullshit. Right. I mean, he even admitted to he's like, "Oh, it's all made up." Yeah, <laughs> I got that. Book. It's fucking that. lame. <laughs> what do you think of the new Ozzy single? I like it. I do too. Um, I I don't think it's bad. Um, I don't like where it goes into the modern rock part with the oh oh. Yeah. I don't like that part. Yeah. The rest of it yeah. sounds pretty cool though. Yeah. yeah. I, I kept hearing. I kept seeing posts on Facebook. It's awful. It's brilliant. It's awful. It's brilliant. No, it's in between. It's in between. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of shocked Zach didn't play on it. Yeah. Yeah. I he did. I, I guess he, he doesn't shocked. play on the album at all. No. So that's what I got out of it. I kind of. I mean, I love it. Any new Ozzy to me is that's great news. You know. Yeah. I'll take it every day if I can. Yeah. Miss Zach Wilde in the band, the guitars I thought were kind of wimpy a little. Yeah, yeah. You know, where Zach Wilde kind of adds that punch to them Ozzy sure. songs. And, man, Ozzy auto tuning. I, I, oh, there's I a lot of auto tuning. I always yeah, loved Ozzy's voice, you know? Yeah. I love I love listening to the old, the old albums before there was such a thing as auto tuning, yeah. you know, and the way mm-hmm. Ozzy's yeah. pure voice was. Mm-hmm. 
And now, yeah, I get it. He's getting older, and it's not the same anymore. But mm, I just mm. auto tunes. I just hate it. I just yeah. hate it because you you. I miss that. My favorite bands. You put in the CD or the, listen to the album, and you hear their voices recorded mm-hmm. pure, the way they're supposed to be. Yeah, not robotic. You know. Yeah. And I. Yeah. I miss but that's those the best days. you're going to get from him these days. I guess yeah. so. He you can't know, sing that's the anymore. Same argument as Paul Stanley thing. What would you rather have? You know, mm-hmm. singing the tracks and sounding good, or not singing the tracks and sounding like shit. But would you rather? Have, I was thinking about this too when the new single came out. Would you? rather have ozzy just releasing new music or doing live shows mm. i take releasing new music i, I, I would yeah, too i don't want to see him live i don't I really don't. have any interest in seeing him yeah. live anymore yeah I, those days are gone for me I, yeah because I, I feel like sharon's just wheeling his ass out there to make more money exactly if it was up to him he would have retired years ago yeah i don't think he wants he, to as be long as you can clap and stomp yeah, and throw a bucket of water on people yep yeah. <laughs> Yep. But well, they, they said that they, um, they, over the years they just put less and less water in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I said the uh, the guitar playing is Andrew Watt on, yeah. on the, who was in uh, California Breed with uh, right. Blake oh, right. He's yeah. a hell of a guitar player. Yeah. That yeah. California Breed album's badass. And the yeah, um, yeah. Duff McKagan on bass and Chad yeah. Smith on drums. Nice. So it's an all star lineup. Okay, I guess. Cool. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I kind of got an Alice Cooper vibe off of that new song. It sounds a little bit almost like the Blackout era from Alice, like early 80s Alice Cooper. Yeah. I could see that. Except for the oh, oh, I hate that part. If they would just remove that part, yeah. I'd like the song a lot better. That part sucks. But uh, that's just my opinion, of course. Um, okay. Next story Phil Anselmo says it would be a great honor if Pantera were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. I mean, think that. <clears throat> Pantera's got a shot at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No. Someday. No. I mean, I'd love to see it, but I, I don't... Road. Yeah. I think it'll happen because of Dime's legacy. Because with Dime getting killed, it may, and I hate to view it this way, but this is the way the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. Like, what's a good story that will sell tickets to this show? Yeah. 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 Dime's tragedy yeah. would sell tickets to, like, if they did a reunion performance with Zach on guitar or something like that. Which they sure. shouldn't I mean, but now you don't have Vinny either. Right. So right. Now you, you only have half the band left. So, And that's always kind of sad to me, too, because Dimebag dying the way he did. I mean, he was legendary amongst us, oh, yeah. you know, the yeah. metal fans, the people that actually knew who Pantera was. Mm-hmm. But when he died, it kind of catapulted his name and image onto another level where he became more of a pop culture icon right. where you can see some kid wearing a dime shirt and have no idea, yeah. you know, yeah, or yeah. only know... You know, because, you know, that's the way it goes. When famous people die, they become legendary. That's mm-hmm. like the Doors. They, they did all right. They sold a lot of albums. Jim Morrison died. Those sales went through the fucking roof, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so it's always kind of a bummer that, yeah, it's great that they'd get into the Hall of Fame. Would they get into the Hall of Fame? And we're, I'm talking like 30 years from now or right. whatever. Would they get into the Hall of Fame if not for the way Dime died? That's what I'm saying. Right. Right. They wouldn't. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no, I don't think so. It made them a bigger story. Yeah, and I hate that's a sad reality, but yeah. it's true. You know, out, out of all the um, you know icons that we've lost over years, like like you mentioned, Lemmy and all earlier, Dio. Um, for me, it, it's every time I hear Pantera, it's still it it, it hurts. Yeah. Like you know, I guess closer to the way we did lose Dime, like yeah, it, it, it it hurts more. Like it's still like wow, like we'll never get to see Pantera again. Yeah, there was a guy that worked with me. Um, he was since passed away. Um, by name Jason Marito, who lived in Dallas, mm-hmm. who knew the guys, who went to the clubhouse, who you know they were all family. And he was I can't remember where he was, but he he couldn't get online, and he's calling me like midnight, going. 
get on your computer. I think Dime got shot. He's dead. He's something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. I'm talking to people. And he was talking to the guy that was running the Pantera website. He was good friends with. He's hearing stories. Other people are hearing stories. I'm Googling stuff. Right. I'm posting on Facebook. I just heard Dime got shot in Ohio. Yeah. You know, can anybody uh, chime in? I got friends freaking out. What's going on? And people are like, you know, like 6,000 comments on that going, no, please, and, yeah. and all this. Yeah. But Jason is like calling me like every 20 minutes with an update mm. on what he's hearing. Wow. Because he had friends in the crew, you know, like uh, the, the drum tech. I forgot his name now. Like the, like the, the drum tech was like as famous as a guy's in Oh, was it yeah. the cat? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're like the only band, other than Kiss, they're the only band where their, their roadies are almost as famous as right. they are. Yeah. yeah, and he was calling Jason. He and Jason were really good friends. Yeah. So he's calling Jason. As and he got he blown up too. Yep. He lived through it though. Yep, he yeah. lived through it. Yeah. Yep, he was calling Jason. So. <laughs> what a fucked up thing. Well, how about like that? I mean, that whole thing when they talked about it on the VH1 behind the music. I mean, yeah. just... The, the reality of it is devastating alone, but hearing them guys' firsthand accounts of what happened is so devastating. I didn't. I think I had like crashed out early that night, and I woke up the next. I, this, it's like a nine eleven thing where you yeah. don't, you yeah. don't forget where you were. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was living out in Laverne at the house we started the show at, and I got up and I used to leave. I had I'd, CNN would usually be left on my home screen, and you know it'll refresh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wake up in the morning, and it's it snowed outside. I remember that too. And it was cold, and I walked into the dining room area where that computer was, and the, it was the front. It was right there on the screen. Wow! And I, I, I must have paced my living room for like an hour straight, just trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah, right. I couldn't yeah. believe it. It just totally freaked me out. Yep. What about you? Where, I saw, were you at home when you found out? I was at home when I found out. Pretty much the same thing. You know, I can't believe it. You yeah, know? it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Never going to see Pantera again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad I got to see him the one time. With all the talk of putting Zach in, and and now who you know who, who the drummer might be is just BS. Well, with Vinny going now, you can't. With Vinny going, that kind of they should have did it with Zach. I think. I, I really. Think so. I I, I, I think, think it would have been nice. Tarnished the um the legend. Well, and, and there's still the thing. I mean, because the conversation on that still goes on today, and it wasn't just a couple of weeks ago when Zach was saying, you know, myself, mm-hmm. Rex Brown, and yeah. Phil go out and do a Pantera tribute. Yeah, right. Now, if you go in it saying. This is a tribute to Pantera. It's a different you know, thing. That's yeah. different. As long as they don't call it Pantera. I, I think right. at one time yeah. they might have said, you know, <clears throat> this is Pantera featuring Zach Wilde, you right. know, and that's kind of iffy. There was know, talk of that, that too. That work. But if tribute, you go honestly though. saying this is a tribute to Pantera, I'm yeah. cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. probably go see it. I yep. wouldn't mind. I agree. Doing that. Who do you put on drums? I think it'd be cool to see Charlie Benante from Anthrax. Ooh, yeah. I like that. I, I see that. I like that. Because they had a lot of connection to yeah. them, too. Yeah. So Charlie on drums and Zach on guitar. I like that. Yeah. That'd be a hell of a lineup. I, I got could, chills thinking about it. Yeah, Charlie could yeah. handle that, but no problem. Wow. Yeah. Nice. All right. So now we move into the kiss portion of the <laughs> You want to kiss the last of it? Well, kiss and then uh, our friend Bob. Okay. <laughs> He's your well, friend. Give me your friend. Okay, cool. Um, this is a little bit older, but right now, Ugly Kid Joe singer Whitfield Crane is embarking on his first ever solo tour. He's playing songs from, of course, Ugly Kid Joe, Another Animal, Medication, Life of Agony, Yellow Cake, The Richards Crane Project. He's doing all these things. U.S. It's tour? awesome. Only in the U.K. Oh, he never comes to America. <laughs> they, they will never do another American tour. It's crazy. In related news, Ugly Kid Joe's working on a new album. Yeah. 
we may be allowed to buy it here in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> We're holding out to see if we will be allowed to listen, even listen to it. They call the next album American Embargo. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Damn it, Ugly Kid Joe. There's been enough time that's passed now that there actually would be a demand for them to tour, I think. They could do one Probably. tour. Yeah, they could do a tour, yeah. I think so. They need to just fucking do it. I mean, that's the whole idea, like starve us out, right? That's what it feels yeah, like. Starve us out and then eventually do it. To the point where it's like nothing will keep me from seeing this show because they're never coming back again. Well, in my when is lifetime. the last time they played yeah. here in America? Probably back over in ten the 90s. years, right? Yeah, at least ten years. Yeah, yeah at, least. at least before that, I think. So I should just book them for Rock and Pod, right? Hey, there that's you go. the best idea you've ever had. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Oh God, <laughs> they probably aren't that much. Can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. To, can't wait for all the foreign flights I'm going to have to pay for. <laughs> Hey, Klaus, you're going to have to find your own way here. <laughs> Is he back in Switzerland now? Or? I think Germany, I think. Oh, in Germany. Yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't remember. He was the one who I talked to to get that interview lined up. And, right. and he came back. He was like, I can't make the interview. Is Whitfield okay? I'm like, yeah, I think it's okay. <laughs> Talk to the lead singer. I guess. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Another thing I saw, I guess this must be like the anniversary of it happening back in 1989. I saw uh, Far Out Magazine. Dot com in the UK had done a retrospective of the time that Axl Rose got in a fist fight with David Bowie. You I, remember the legend of that? I don't know. I don't think I ever heard this. I don't remember that at all. No. At I thought you were a fan. I'll, I'll read a little bit of it to you. <laughs> at the time, Guns N' Roses were well on their way to becoming a major league band. They were announced as a warm-up for the Rolling Stones yeah. at the Cat House. Uh, David Bowie was friends with Slash's mother dating back years, right. so like when Slash yeah. was a little bitty kid. Uh, David Bowie has got a reputation for wanting to steal his friends and contemporaries' girlfriends. Oh. He's known for that. True, and another true. thing he's known for is always pinching. Like, if you bring your girlfriend around, he's going to pinch her ass. He's hmm. going to do it right in front of you. You're going to be like, that's just Dave. You know, that's just Dave doing his thing. At least you're Axl Rose, apparently. Right. So, <laughs> um, so I guess the story is that they're all hanging out at the studio together and Guns N' Roses working on something, and he's like blatantly going after Aaron Everly. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> the quote is the best. So Axel gets wind of this, and he's pissed. He's going he's gonna to fight David Bowie. So he goes outside, chases him down, punches are thrown, and uh, it all ends up with Axel chasing Bowie and screaming the last line befitting any aforementioned daily drama. He said, I'm going to kill you, Tin Man. (laughs) 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 Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's great. So then they're doing the tour, or they're doing the shows where they're opening for uh, the Rolling Stones, and uh, Jeff Beck and Mick Jagger come around to them, you know, and they're kind of standoffish, and they come around and go, uh, so, uh, Heard you got into a scrap with David Bowie, huh? And he's like, yeah. And he tells him his side of the story, how it all went down. And he said that they just kind of turn to each other and start talking, and they're just bitching about David Bowie. Yeah, fucking David Bowie. <laughs> Pinch my girlfriend on the ass all the time. Yeah, he did that to my wife, too. You know, all the time somebody beat his ass over it. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to kill you, Tin Man. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Is that because of the whole tin machine thing, I guess? Yeah, probably. Oh, wow. My sister was a huge, huge David Bowie fan in the 70s. And uh, where I grew up, it was uh, Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. And we grew up two blocks from the legendary Tower Theaters, mm-hmm. David, the album David Bowie Live at the Tower. Um, my sister used to work at the Tower Theater. 
back in the early 70s when she was in high school. And when Belly would come to town, she ended up, because she was working there, she met him. And ended up hanging out with him, doing a lot of cocaine with him, <laughs> a lot of drugs. And yeah, and uh, when he would come back into Philly, he would get hold of her and they would hang out. She used to have all this like memorabilia from him. So I remember growing up wow. and having seen all this signed stuff. He had bought her roses and stuff like that. Wow. So I never asked, like, did you do anything with Bowie? But there was, yeah, I know a lot of drugs and a lot of partying that went on. Wow. Yeah. I never fully clicked with him. I just, I, I, like, I like a hand. Stuff here I now. like a few yeah. songs, but I just, I, to me, I always thought he was overrated. I think it's some wow. people off stuff, on the right. And then some, what the fuck? I just don't see the. the <laughs> there's a lot of what the fuck stuff for sure. Yeah. Ziggy Stardust and Spiders from Mars is just fucking yeah. style. Come on. No, it's I, one of the I greatest like, albums I, of all time. I like that. Yeah. That's but, amazing. I can listen yeah. to some like Rebel Rebel. No yeah. problem. Bob yeah. my head in yeah. the car driving. Cool. Yeah. You know, turn it up. Some of that other stuff, it's like, I don't even know if this is a song. Yeah. Stuff <laughs> <laughs> thrown together. It's got an artistic statement that I just do not understand. And maybe that's part of my issue is yeah. he got so experimental at times yeah. where it's just kind of like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I mean, a Frank Zappa territory. Well, and, I, yeah. and some of that experiment, experimental stuff, I'll see people just rave about it. And I'm just like, no. yeah, I don't what get am it. I missing? Yeah, I don't get it. I think they're doing that just to be cool. Maybe, yeah, And I yeah. think maybe, uh, uh, maybe, cool, maybe some of his diehard fans bug me more than he does yeah. but it's just like a cult type thing where like when he died all of a sudden all, everyone was a massive diehard David yeah. Bowie fan I'm like really were you people really that big a fan or is it cool to just say you were yep. I don't know it just kind of bugs I me I think it was cool to say you were because I don't I mean he had a, obviously had a huge following yeah sure he did I don't think I think they were there just for the encore yeah <laughs> you know the last eight song to the night right. or whatever you know right so Boa, uh, Axl Rose punching David Bowie. That's funny. I'm going to kill you, Tim. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, I got one, Bay, that you would appreciate. This happened on Decibel Geek uh, Facebook page a couple of weeks ago when our Facebook man, Adam Cox, posted it. What's one album everyone should hear? And we got a picture from Exotic Adrian Street. Nice. The old school professional wrestler from He used to make my tights. Holding up <laughs> his record saying this one. That's awesome. Okay. And now I just go around to my wrestling friends that would appreciate that. That is like, awesome. Wow, that's wild. Guess who follows Decibel Geek Pop? <laughs> Exotic Adrian Street. He know, sent me a friend request like a year ago, and I totally marked down. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I used to buy my tights from him back in the day. But yeah, he used to make them for me. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even heard of that dude never got any respect here in the States. No. Uh-uh, but yeah. he was way ahead of his time. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I didn't think tights would get brought up in the discussion. <laughs> well, this this is decibel to wrestling. <laughs> 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 Most people probably won't even know who the hell exotic Adrian Street is when you mention it. Sounds familiar. I say that to, to certain friends that I have yeah. that would get that. Otherwise, everybody else, yeah. what? Like, exotic who? These yeah. two are going to start the Turnbuckle Geek podcast. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Awesome. There you go. Let's do it. Awesome. Any other uh, stories you want to hit That's on? That's what I got. All right, so let's get into the kiss portion first thing kiss canceled their entire australian tour um just days before it was supposed to start according to uh according to them paul stanley has a terrible uh flu and additional infection and uh, requiring complete vocal rest and medication which like it's kind of funny that you need vocal rest when you don't actually sing Sing, but um not to be a dick but well i guess it is to be a dick but the tapes have the flu yeah (laughs) (laughs) machine broke but uh, i don't know uh 
and then uh, something that came out the other day, like, you know, he does this Soul Station side project. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they're making a record. And one of the guys in Soul Station posted a photo on Instagram, like the day that they canceled the tour, of Paul sitting in the control room with him. Mm. So now Kiss fans, especially the Australian ones, are like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, so, but you don't know. That picture could have been taken weeks before. Usually when people post pictures from studio, it's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like share, yeah. But in fairness, I mean, it might be the studio <laughs> at Paul's house, and he might have come down just to hear like five minutes of material and went back to bed. You He's know? like, fuck, i got to get dressed. <laughs> but apparently they're still going to do the um, concert for Sharks with the other three guys. Three piece, right? Yeah. yeah. And a crowd of eight people. Eight people? Eight, they only sold eight tickets to it. What is this, a Vinnie Vincent birthday bash with Sharks? Bam! You're, you're way overestimating the attendance. Right. Uh, but, uh, That's eight too many. Eight too friend. many. And Kiss isn't serving salad or anything. So, um, but uh, yeah, there's the, apparently that's a, something to do with Airbnb. I think is the the Shark thing or Travel Channel. I can't remember what. Are they sponsoring it? I, I don't know. No. Well, yeah, I think it's an Airbnb thing. A, I know it's weird. So, owner, what what do they do? I mean. Do you think Tommy Thayer plays at all, or do they have somebody corbetting behind the curtain? For Tommy? Yeah. No, what? for Paul. Oh, for Paul. For the guitar parts. I don't know. Because, I mean, you could do Gene songs when you play live. It's a three-piece like that, but, I mean. They, haven't they, they did that before. Didn't they play they a show without with, Paul? Yeah, when Paul had that heart issue. Yeah. It was like a show in San Jose, and Gene Simmons' family, Joel's crew, was there to catch the whole thing. And but although have you watched Quick, any footage of that show? Gene, Gene Simmons is not a band leader. It was He, he was just like. You, you look like you're having fun. Come up on stage and sing with us. It was just like completely unorganized. It's kind of like his solo tour. His solo tour is kind of the same <laughs> way. We're like, people are like, we don't want to hear you talk for fucking 10 minutes. Play another song. Yeah, you. yeah. Paul's at least good at keeping the show on this track. story time. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Like Some people are like wondering why they didn't just postpone the tour. rather Because of the way it, the statement reads, it's canceled. It's done. Yeah. Unless they already got the follow-up ones they announced like the actual final legacy they do have that's already set in place but they i mean yeah they have the final show in new york set for 2021 that's kind of surprising i mean australia was so good to them over the years it's big for them i'm predict because they haven't gone on alive in the 80s yeah they haven't gone on sale with that last show yet i bet you they delay it they had the australian they're not gonna leave australia no they can't do that it's too much money to be made yeah exactly i mean why ignore yeah i don't see it happening Go back. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to wrap up with uh, with Bob Kulik today. Oh, boy. I also heard Vinnie Vincent's open to playing with Kiss again. Yeah, me too. I am, I am as well. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime they want to call me, I'm ready to jump on stage. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Maybe Vinnie can fall in, fill in for Paul. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Well, he can sing better. <laughs> that would be something. See, I was trying to avoid that guy getting brought up, but no such luck. It can never happen. Yeah, it never happens. I'll never get out of, get that guy out of my way. It's the Cusano geek. That's the book Cusano. But yeah, I don't think anyone in this room is going to the five hundred dollar uh, Merry Metal Christmas. Oh, party. I am. You are. Oh, Hell okay. no. Have fun. <laughs> you want to go to SIR and split the ticket with me? <laughs> No thanks. We had a great plan hatch that we were going to try to be secure, like security under disguise at the, at the birthday bash. Going to get a fake mustache and everything. I actually, I, I met him uh, a year ago, year and a half ago at Shore Theater up in Jersey. Oh okay. And yeah, I, what did I fucking pay for that? 
uh, I think it was 80 bucks I paid. For his autograph? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, was, what was the experience like? You know what? He was actually pretty, I mean, he was very nice yeah, and sincere. And, yeah, he was, he was, I was shocked. I was really shocked. Just don't go into his bands way. until you order something from him. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little freaked out that he had pillows and blankets of himself. I was weirded out by that. Pillows and blankets. Yeah. He was, he was selling pillows and blankets yeah, of himself. He's still I was selling that. Yeah. Oh, and I can add this in because this just got added today after I did these notes. Um, apparently, they announced on his uh, website that they, they're re-releasing Speedball Jam next year. Why not? And you can get only only a thousand copies on CD, and you you can get the it comes with an autographed eight by ten and an oversized guitar pick, two hundred and fifty dollars. Holy shit! <laughs> CD. Yeah, for a CD that for contains CD the it, worst album it, ever created. Right, it should be like a bonus uh, tape cassette and vinyl LP too, yep. for two fifty. Yeah, two hundred fifty. I'll send it to you. I'll send you two of them. Yeah. <laughs> God. I remember you were all up my ass for the uh, guitar Mageddon Geddon stuff that I couldn't find. <clears throat> oh yeah. Remember? I took Did you it, ever find that stuff? No, no, I must have thrown it out. Or yeah, he had like demo, unreleased demos from. Oh really? Because he did, we paid Enigma, not me, but Enigma. Oh yeah, um, you were with Enigma at that time. Yeah, right? yeah. And oh, I wow. actually walked. I you know picked up the demo, <laughs> put them in my pocket, walked out of Curtis Beck's office, the A and R guy that signed him. Wow. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. So I told he hit me up, or I don't know how they even came about, but he. Well, I put two and two together. I was like, "You work for Enigma? Did you work uh, at that time?" Yeah, and he was yeah. like, "Yeah, I think I still have some of that yeah. stuff." Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'll never forget Robert Fleischman in that interview saying that you know Enigma's already paid him in advance. He's recording the album on their dime, yeah. and then he's calling other record companies yeah. trying to offer them the album. Yeah, I think and Robert's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" If I remember, like Virgin was one of the wow. that he called, if I remember yeah. correctly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wasn't a part of that because it was a whole different. Hit. I did the PR there, and mm-hmm. we all did some A and R at the label. I tried to sign Wildside, tried my ass off to sign Wildside, right. um, and and Tough and other bands. So I didn't get to deal with that yet. Yeah. But like I said, I saw that you know among these stacks and stacks and stacks of demos that were on Curtis Beck's desk, like Vinnie Vincent stuck out and like. I mean, there's stuff. It's like right in the middle-ish somewhere, so I couldn't just grab it. And was this when the top. company went under? No, it was right. It wasn't before. It wasn't too long before that. Yeah. So he put us under. Let's just go with that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. He did not put the label under. Here comes the lawsuit. Thanks, Dave. They need help. There's our blabbermouth headline for this. Former record, former record executive shares how Vinnie Vincent bankrupted, bankrupted Enigma Records. That will be on fucking Alternative Nation, though. Oh yeah, Metalhead. Metal, yeah, Metalhead Zone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't ever read anything from those websites. Nope. It's all bullshit. It's all clickbait bullshit. Mm. So yeah, just erase all that. Okay. (laughs) So let's move on to to another wonderful (laughs) human being. Um, Bob, I gotta gotta go now. By the way, (laughs) (laughs) I'm late for a doctor appointment. Sorry, Uh, (laughs) a doctor appointment on Sunday in Nashville, where I don't live. (laughs) All right. So Bob Kulik has essentially lost his mind. It seems like. Um, Seems like. Did it first? Did an interview with Mitch Lafon that. Put ours to shame. We thought he acted a little strange on our interview. Good lord, he uh, he really went off the reservation in this one. Yeah. My favorite line from <clears throat> this one was, 
Mitch was asking about like uh, there was like a I think Bob said he wants to do some Christmas metal record or something, and Mitch goes, "Well, do you have a certain deadline for for this album?" <laughs> and Bob goes, "I don't I don't have deadlines. I make headlines." Oh wow! He actually said that. That's a Bob Kulick T-shirt, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he's gone crazy on his brother and Kiss over. And this goes back to the uh, Indie Kiss Expo that happened earlier this year. So Keith LaRue, who runs Kiss's online presence. Great guy. Basically their assistant. Yeah. He has a business with Steve Steerwalt, Kiss Army Warehouse. It's right. not a Kiss company. Right. It's a side business. Yeah. Bob Kulick cannot seem to understand this point. <clears throat> so they got together and they had designed um, Kulick Brothers merchandise uh, and – I think Bob had a table that he was selling the stuff at at the expo. And then, so I think Keith and Steve had bought a certain amount of this stuff to resell on their website. Okay. And Bob's just gone crazy saying that Keith and Steve and Kiss are aiming to rip him off and take away all his money and, you know, that they owe him royalties and stuff for this merchant. How many people are going to buy a Kulik Brothers t-shirt and, and baseball hat? And I mean, I all respect to them, but right. it's not going to be a it's merchandise like a gold mine. Yeah. It's not, not like worth all the trouble. Show and getting one because no, right. you just saw a good show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. And, a, and also, um, Bruce has a restraining order out on Bob right now because yeah. I wow. heard that Bob threatened him. Um, and that goes back to the cruise because <clears throat> they did that first cruise performance together. Which was phenomenal. Everyone yeah, loved it. Yeah, yeah. And apparently Bob was Bob was aiming to get a tour set up yeah. and was talking to promoters and getting numbers and everything and then went back to Bruce and Bruce said, well, I talked to Paul and Gene about it and they don't think it's a good idea because they want me to keep it as an exclusive thing for for the crews. And Bob's just gone ballistic make, over that. Makes sense from their standpoint. Yeah. yeah. So, then, yeah. but then Bob's made all these ridiculous comments in these interviews, like talking about how he, you know, they should be paying him a ton of money for like his contribution to Kiss over the years, and <clears throat> like, and he was he a, got paid. He, I know he got paid I mean, session musician money that you would yeah. get paid for that, but he thinks like there should be some giant bonus in it for him after all these years. And he did another interview with the Metal Voice Jimmy K show, and apparently claimed that he's pushing that he thinks that. He thinks that Kiss should hire him to write a song called End of the Road and record it and let him produce. Right. And Kiss is like, uh, no, we have no so interest. So it would be a song by Bob Kulick about, about Kiss's, Kiss's history. Produced yes. by Bob Kulick. Or produced by Bob Kulick. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's far out. But Kiss, <laughs> Kiss should also let us do that. And pay us to well, do Vinny that. Vincent should. <clears throat> yeah. Come on. But he's yeah, so like, I mean... Care. He's gone crazy. He's trashed Bruce on Facebook. He's, you know, I, I heard, I heard this is now, this is just, this is something I heard secondhand. So I don't know if it's true, but apparently when Kiss came through Vegas to do the end of the road stop there, Bob lives out there. Yeah. Apparently Bob showed up at the arena during the day expecting to have tickets or whatever waiting for him. They didn't. He waited till the roadie let him in because somebody recognized him, walked up on stage, plugged into Paul's gear, and started playing on stage without permission. What? And they had to have him removed from the arena. I didn't hear that. That's what I heard it secondhand, so I can't say it's for real. But. That'd be weird if it was Whoa. Yeah. How could that even happen? Like – you got to get through 97 people to get to that stage. But I mean, but he's With well known man. in that circle, though. Right. I yeah, mean, I would think that if they didn't know there was issues there, I could okay. see him getting away with that. 
Oh, there's Bob. Where's he going? Oh, right. Whatever. He's, he's Bob. Guitar. Wait, what's he doing now? He's plugging in. Oh, shit. And I've heard what, Now, what, the question that got asked, though, is what did he start playing? Yeah, right. What song did he start playing? <laughs> yeah. All-American all man. Oh, all yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't deny Bob Kulik for his contribution to Kiss. No, great no, player. Definitely right? not. Good, good, Bob, good player. still a never-remember of Kiss. Right. Never, right. You know? I think it bugs him that Bruce is more recognized yes. than he If he is. had, yeah. and that's one of those things that's kind of double-edged, if he had the foresight to know, you know, my, what his contribution would be, playing on Killers, playing on uh, Kiss Alive 2 on mm-hmm. the studio tracks, mm-hmm. Paul you know, solo album. He might have been able to say, hey, you know, these are going to sell throughout the years a lot of money. I think you should pay me more for doing this. Yeah. But then Kiss could always at that time go, okay, cool. Well, we'll just get somebody else. Thanks, yeah. Bob. Right. So in, that, in that situation, yeah. you know, in the in the moment, in the day back <clears throat> in the 70s, you're grateful to be able to do it. Sure. You sign the paper to say nobody know, has to know that yeah. this is an Ace Frehley playing these exactly. songs. You know, I mm-hmm. won't say anything. Yeah. I'll take whatever you're willing to pay me to do it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Right. So later on, you can't come back and say, you sons of bitches. Not even know? later on, but a lifetime away, you yeah. can't go back and do no. that. Well, yeah. like, you know? And he's trashing Bruce left and right on Facebook. Like, yeah, people so are making broke. comments, and he's just like, Bruce is just a cover band guitar player. <laughs> He's he's not like a, he wasn't an original member. He's like Bob well, seems to think Funk or and Kiss. Yeah. Like he's I think Bob seems to have the position that I was going to get the job until Ace showed up. So therefore, that makes me more credible than Bruce, who replaced Ace. I don't know why you would look at it that no, way. Yeah. Was gonna almost yeah, did. yeah. Cut. And he no. goes on and on about being a Grammy winning producer for the Motorhead track. Motorhead won the Grammy. Not he Bob. produced it, but he didn't get a statue. It doesn't work that way. So it's like semantics that he's trying That's to twist around. I'm a Grammy winning producer. Yeah. I produced he's something that, that won, won a Grammy. Won a Grammy. Yeah. And it's yeah. Motorhead doing a cover song. It's right. not even that yeah. big a deal, really. I mean, not to, well, I mean, if I guess I could see where he's coming. I mean, but. I mean, it is. Yeah, but he, and then yeah. raves about, you know, playing with Diana Ross. It's like, but it's one of those things, like, be proud of your accomplishments. But if you're so proud of your accomplishments, why are you so bitter? Don't throw them out there like yeah. you do, and don't be so bitter. Exactly. I mean, he did a great job with the production of the Motorhead track. Sure. You know, I think he's a really good producer. Is he going through like uh, like financial troubles or something where it's just like making him snap? I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. I <laughs> well, I think I, I think there might be some some health stuff going on there. I because he's he he. I think these are all feelings he's had for a long time. Yeah, it, but him definitely. going so over the top talking about it yeah. is there's something wrong there. Well, his mom I hope passed he's okay. away um, several months back. Yeah, okay. And that's when he snapped, quote unquote. Okay. Um, so I think he, he and his mom were very close. Yeah, I think Bruce and his, you know the three of them were very close. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's when it all went to hell. Yeah. For him, because um, his dad's gone. I mean, so, I haven't spoken to the guy in almost two years. Well, I wish he he didn't make this into a public squabble. That's, just gets, it. that's exactly. the saddest part of yeah, it. That's, that's a family. It yeah, it's a family issue, and he's dragging it out in front of everybody. Yeah, you know, we, nobody should know any of that stuff. So, which is worse, the Kulik brothers' argument or the Robinson brothers, who have now reunited? <laughs> well, I think the Robinson brothers are going to make a lot more money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think the Kulik Brothers one is sadder, or it is, or whatever. Um, the Robinson one is a, to me, it's a joke. 
I don't think the tour's going to last. I really six shows in. I think it'll close. There's going to be issues. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those oh, two yeah. don't like each other. No, at all. Um, It'd be like Oasis getting back together. Right? Yeah, that's what I said yeah. earlier. It's it's not getting the American and version if you're of Oasis. Not doing it because of family, and if you're not doing it because of legacy, and if you are doing it for the money, then yeah, yeah. you're probably not going to last. Probably yeah. not. No. But well, interesting. But uh, yeah, hopefully. Um, you know, I'd like to see Bruce and Bob reconcile this, but I just—it's yeah. just really bizarre the way Bob's acting, and, and it's sad. It really, it really yeah, is. It's, I mean, I've known the guy for thirty years. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, we met in the studio with Wasp on the Crimson Idol tour, a, a record, mm-hmm. and um, his work on that's great. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's been like he and I were the best of friends up until. Basically, I put his skeletons in the closet record out. Right. And then he kind of went a little haywire. Um, and then it just went, you know, downhill from there. But, but like, you know, he was the greatest guy for, you know, close to 30 years. Yeah. Wow. 26, 7 years. Um, so I don't know what's now. Na- I mean, well, like I said, I think his mom passing away had something to do with it. Yeah, I can imagine. But um, I don't know what else was there. Um, hmm. But it's it's really a sad thing. Yeah, it is. He was always like such an such a nice guy. Yeah. Um, there's other things that you can hear people talk about or whatever from his past. But I never saw a bad side of him. And I was with him. I was around him a lot in the yeah. '90s. Yeah. And I, I did PR for records he produced. He got me the gigs. Um, you know, uh, I think we did some Cleopatra stuff together. Because he did like nine thousand records, Brian <laughs> yeah. over at Cleopatra, yeah. all, um, all the tribute <clears throat> albums. Yeah, he produced all those and played guitar on most of them. And Bruce is actually on quite a few of them as well. Mm-hmm. When we met in Vegas, we weren't in, we weren't living in Vegas yet um, to discuss you know putting putting the Skeletons record out. He uh, he's like, no matter what, we stay best of friends, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. And then you know things happen. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I just I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I guess I have to look and see what the Yankees are doing. (laughs) (laughs) Bob's moves seem to be in coordinate with how the Yankees are doing. Did you hear our interview with him? Did you hear our interview with him? Uh, Yeah, yeah, where he he kept diverting everything to baseball. Yeah, it was baseball stuff. It was so strange. You sent it to me. You're like, what the hell is this? Yeah, (laughs) I didn't even even want to put it out. Eric's like, like, I can make this entertaining, and he did. What are you talking about? He said, just like I think it was all in caps. Just listen. I'm like, okay. Because I usually uh, don't. I like skim an interview. Yeah. Because, yeah. you, know, you know, we set up so many interviews with some of these, you know, those type of level characters. Mm. But I can't go back and listen to them. Right. But right. I listen to the whole damn thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it turned into a Yankees podcast yep. for that yeah. week. It was Billy Martin so, so odd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fucking hysterical. Well, that's all the stories I have this week. Anybody got anything else you want to bring, bring up? No, I think yeah. I Here's my uh, filet mignon, guys. Well, Bay, um, I I know you haven't haven't done a Totally Driven Entertainment show in a while, so is that coming back relatively soon, you think? I hope so. Let's knock on some wood. Uh, Yeah, I'm hoping in the new year. Actually, I was just talking to my co-host, Nick, last night. Uh, We always do a a year-end show, award show, um, where we go through, like, best guests. We have all all these categories we go through, and we do that. And I said to him, I'm like, you know what, let's... um, Let's just do that for the end of the year, even though we haven't done a show since August. Like, we'll do that, and uh, you know, we'll figure out what's coming 
in the new year in 2020. Right, so. right and uh, yeah, and you were the, you guys were the contest winners for the uh, I, for the Rock and Pod Expo. Right? Yo, you know what? Yeah, actually, I got him in on that. Yeah, I pulled you, him in. Oh yeah, you yeah, I, I, like actually. I mean, <laughs> if if it wasn't for that happening, like that catapulted so much stuff in my life. I was, I was telling Arian earlier as we were sitting outside. If that didn't happen. I wouldn't end up moving here. I wouldn't have, oh, really? Like it, like, it put me into... So I'm really sorry for yeah, introducing you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, 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 my ex-wife would not like you guys. <laughs> We're the enablers. <laughs> yeah, totally. So thank you. Thank you for doing a, an amazing job with everything. I had such a good time awesome. there. And, uh, Did you yeah. know Tommy Dreamer was there that day? Where? He was at Rock. He was staying at the, was staying at the same hotel. hotel. I didn't find this out until later when I saw a picture. My buddy had, did a selfie with him out front, and I said, "Son of a gun!" If I didn't know Tommy Dreamer was I there, no I idea. Like, grabbed him and drug him in. Yeah, because how long has it been since you've seen Tommy? Dreamer? Uh, ooh, actually, not that long. I, I ran into him a lot in Philly because he would promote a lot of stuff in yeah. Philly. Um, so I, listeners don't maybe know about you, a year ago I saw you're a wrestling fan and you go way back into the old extreme championship wrestling history yeah. you'll find this man mm-hmm. you once played the role of chubby dudley yeah many years ago dudley yeah family. yeah yeah 20 uh 95 96 or so 24 25 years ago yeah that's awesome yeah. so now you know yeah. why i love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> wrestling all yeah absolutely man a lot of good times and dave what do you have coming up with your group well, having these meetings out here about yeah. the tribute bands, and you, we need to get a band called Hell's Addiction on. Did you get that yet? Hell's Did you open Addiction. That? Yeah, we talked about it a I'm, few months ago. I'm way behind. I've not. Kill this guy. Well, being <laughs> honest, at least. <laughs> I know. It's, I, I could know. say, oh, I opened it. It was amazing. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. That is. I'm sure but, it is. But yeah, we're working with, you know, working on them right now. They got a new record that they're, they got coming out in spring. Um, they just did the SO. They've done a ton of festivals. They did download a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, but they've done SOS this year. Oh, they're based in Britain. Okay. So it's What's all it called? stuff. The band's called Hell's Addiction. Hell's Addiction. Yeah. Um, they're, they're doing Call of the Wild. They did Hard Rock Hell Sleaze. So they're, they're doing really well. They're like one of our big pushes right now. Cool. And um, early next year, my vanity label or Shock, one of the the divisions of it is putting out the debut from Kings of Dust, which is Craig Chasen from Badlands, mm-hmm. um, Ryan McKay from Crash Street Kids. So cool. that, that's a great record. Um, can't wait for everybody to hear that. There's a single up right now on YouTube. But, um, nice. That's we'll play that on the way out. Yeah, what, what, what are we going to do for the play out? We'll pick a song you want us to play out with. Oh, crap, guys. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, one of your projects, one of these, yeah, one of these bands. I've got too many things going on. Um, uh, uh, the Kings of Dust. All right, nice. yeah. Well, there you have it, no, folks. Like crap. <laughs> That's the news. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you later. Keep the spirit Oh, keep the spirit
in the snake. Tell the jack of the Where's the gratitude? You have to have some of that back. Where's it all written in stone? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 